0: What you want,
1: what you want, you want. Aloha, and welcome back to Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. We're excited that you're here. For those who are returning, thank you for joining us. As you know, you'll need a pad of paper and a pen to collect some notes. For those who are here for the very first time, tonight's episode is show number 51 out of 52 episodes, where Team Seekers begins to reflect on a one-year journey. As you listen to each person share their stories about where they've been and where they are now, I would encourage you to reflect on where are you now and where do you want to go? It's time now to meet Team Seekers. First, I am delighted to introduce to you our team captain for Team Seekers, Marcia Sortino.
2: Aloha, I'm Marcia Sortino. You just discovered one of the most powerful talk radio shows there is. Every show is packed with all sorts of inspiring, insightful ideas. It's time to meet my class. I'm delighted to introduce diverse souls who invite you to take a journey right along with them. Here they are.
3: This is Cindy Ashline from Slingerlands, New York.
0: Hey everybody, Green Mays and I am from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. This is David H.
4: Paul from St. Cloud, Minnesota.
3: Hello, Chris Peters, and I'm from Brandon, Manitoba, Canada.
0: Aloha, this is Rick Rodriguez from the Big Island of Hawaii.
5: Aloha, Cheryl here, coming to you from the Big Island of Hawaii, where we have lots of beautiful waterfalls, rainbows, and a live volcano.
1: I hope we've given you enough time to grab a pad of paper and a pen to take notes. Our class starts now. So when it comes to the exercise that we're talking about... More thankfulness, more gratefulness. It's the icing on the cake time. Chris, what are you finding, truly, in the form of gratitude, what are you finding challenging about being grateful for Marsha's rigorous teaching?
3: Just the fact that she cares that much about me and Kareem and everyone. That's something to be grateful for. So, yeah, I'm grateful for that. All the sacrificing she did for the course. Chris, is
1: it fair to say that when it comes to paying attention to yourself, you have a whole different level of gratitude for everything you've gone
3: through? Yes, absolutely. Yes.
0: I was actually looking at last week's call, and for the longest time, I was grateful just about positive things. It had to be positive. If, If it was bad, oh, maybe I shouldn't be so positive about that because... It's something I want to bury under the closet. And I looked at the times I spent giving stuff away for free, everybody calling me up like I used to and saying, yeah, I'll do this, bend over backwards, you don't owe me a thing. I'm grateful for the times that I was messing up and putting my giving at 10 and my receiving at zero because it taught me that now... I am totally okay with I have a service charging somebody for that service. And that's actually what gratitude has helped me come to understand is I can learn from the worst, dumbest mistakes that I run into a brick wall and then I say, why did I run into that brick wall? Why did I do that? Learn from it. Move on. And change the pattern so I don't keep hitting the wall.
1: Especially if the wall looks familiar. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I know that wall. In fact, yeah, yeah, that indentation looks familiar. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Well, I'm delighted that you're being more mindful of worth, Kareem. One of the first things I ask any professional within two minutes of getting them on the phone is, how much is your retainer? Do you take a credit card? And where do I send it if you don't take a credit card? I want to have an account on file with you paid in full before we have our next conversation. And for most professionals, they're like, whoa, (laughs) no one's ever done that to me. (laughs) I'm
0: so surprised. That really is the biggest thing. I can be grateful for even the worst
1: and darkest things. Perspective. That's right. It's all about being grateful for perspective. If anything, I pray that your journey over this past year, you've taken some double, triple, and quadruple takes at some of your own perspectives. Is that a fair statement? Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. I think so. I used to judge people quite a lot, lot, thinking, oh, that's totally fine. I'm doing the right thing. So how has your perspective
1: on judging changed, Kareem?
0: I don't have my stuff together completely. I'm still trying to figure it all out. When I'm sitting down and saying, this person, that person, this person, that person – All the time. Now, if they do something wrong to me, I I point it out, and somebody else is being lazy, I'll be like, you know, could you please alter your behavior if it's causing me harm? But as far as sitting there and consistently judging others, it really never helped me. It doesn't help them. And it's just counterproductive because I don't know all the stuff about that person. I don't know all the stuff about me yet. And to sit there and be, I'm going to finger point constantly doesn't really help. It
1: frees up a lot of energy, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I'm getting more stuff done.
1: When I realized how much time, how much pain, how much suffering, how much doubt, guilt, shame, worry that I was a source of because I would judge someone. When I really got in touch with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really happy that I was able to go into a meditative state enough not to go into a very deep depression. When I became conscious of how my knee-jerk reaction, oh, that's ugly, oh, that's this, that, I mean, everything throughout the day, oh, that tastes good, oh, that tastes bad, oh, this person's this, it was crazy how much my judge was gaveling everything I heard, everything I saw, it was like, what's up with that? letting that go oh the energy I got that okay
2: <laughs> that is a fantastic feeling to have that freedom where I don't have to be in charge of judging and I can let it go what I've got through this whole program with pay me what I'm worth is I got my sense of freedom back finally it took me so long to get that sense of freedom where I just feel I'm responsible for myself. I am free, and I don't have to be that judge. I don't have to do anything that is going to hurt somebody else or hurt me. It's a great feeling.
1: You know what Velcro is? Velcro on your shoes. Oh, yeah. -hmm. Your shoes. Yeah, your shoes or buttons or coats or whatever. You know what A, a strip of Velcro, how it works, right? Right. You've got, for all practical purposes, bluntly speaking, you've got the male and the female sides, and they interlock, right?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Strap them in.
1: What's your Velcro like now that you've gone through Pay Me What I'm Worth? How much doubt, guilt, shame, and worry gets stuck to you now? (laughs) A whole lot
4: less. (laughs) Definitely far less doubt, guilt, shame, and worry, but here's the interesting thing is that when it does come up, as I notice it, if I choose to grasp onto it, it's so much more painful. Mm. It's it's intolerably painful, which is great. That's my body and that's my system letting me know, <laughs> hey, hello, <laughs> hello, this isn't going to work for you. Hello, this is painful. <laughs> hello, time to change. <laughs> This last lesson, this last chapter 10, starting to see some of the things in myself and others where I thought I was giving gratitude,
1: Mm-hmm.
4: where what I was really giving was manipulation. I'm seriously like, I've got bruises on my butt, and that's good, because my gosh, do I need that lesson. You need that like I need air. And it's been oh, I I spent last weekend most of the weekend in tears. And it was because I was experiencing how that contrast and I think it was important to go through it. I got a I got a chance though to share it with my oldest daughter, Rachel. I got a chance to share what was all coming up and thank God she's a good therapist. (laughs) But starting to understand that pure gratitude, all that means, everything that comes into my experience, everything, is I'm grateful for it because I get to learn. I either get to be totally so blissed out <laughs> in this moment, or I have an amazing opportunity to learn from the, from the stark contrast.
1: And David, from a parental standpoint, do you now see the gift you've given your kids? Oh, my gosh.
4: Yes, I see this massive gift I've given. Father's Day was magic for me because my daughter, Rachel, gave me a book, and it was a whole bunch of quotes, and she went through the quotes, and she picked the ones, those quotes that spoke most closely to her and and my relationship with her and what she's learned from me. My goodness Mm -hmm. sakes, what an amazing young lady. Uh, Just in changing lives just by being to be able to
1: help kids understand the source of doubt, guilt, shame and worry and how it then creates manipulation which then blocks the ability to be actually grateful how would our world be different if we really made it explicit about how doubt, guilt, shame and worry are pretty much Bad cholesterol. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that that heart attack that's going to happen when we realize how manipulative we've been. Transparency, David, I know what you're feeling to some degree, because when I got in touch with what I thought love was, because that's what my mother taught me. I practiced love the way my mother taught me to practice love. When I got in touch with my mother, actually taught me how to be manipulative, not loving. Talk about blindsided. Yeah. But my mother didn't know any better because that's how she was taught love. I'm reflecting on a post that Cheryl did in her blog, has blown me out of the water Cheryl, the fact that you recognize that you have been able to literally shatter a cycle blows me away.
5: I guess I was aware of them, and once I got aware of them, I realized I was doing those things, too, and I didn't want to do them. Something interesting happened to me yesterday with the chaos committee. (laughs) Just out of the blue, you know, I'm standing out on the deck, and some stupid voice came to me and said something really stupid. I laid into that chaos committee person. It was something really demeaning and trying to get me to feel that way. And I realized it right then. And I said, get out of here. I don't want to hear talk like that. I don't want to listen to that or anything. And in the next breath, all of that had been like erased. I couldn't even remember what the conversation in my head was. And then I sat there, well, what was that about? Thought, and I thought, well, it was really negative. I don't really want to remember it anyway. But it was just amazing to me that it just like been backtracked and gone. (laughs) Far away. I must have lit into them really good.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Cheryl, because I'm going to give everybody a heads up. How many years has your chaos committee ruled your life. Do you think, even for a millisecond, that they will go away politely, kindly, and forever? Marcia, is it to fair see? to say that even though you've gone through this journey twice now, uh-huh. there are still little little voices that every now and then they go, "Ooh, there's an opening. Ooh, ooh, there's an opening. Hi!" Yes,
5: absolutely,
2: yes. I think that being human just wonderful that because of this. Class, I'm so much more aware of it, and I can stop it just like that because I'm aware. It's the awareness factor that has really grown inside of me that has helped me to get through whatever challenges come my way. That part of it is magic for me.
1: <laughs> so, David, as you're getting in touch with your bruises, you're also getting in touch with the enormous capacity of unconditional love you represent. True? True. (laughs) Very true. Uh, It
4: was pretty
1: delicious. (laughs) I also want to acknowledge that each and every one of you have some more, some less, but each and every one of you have experienced physical pain. And when you do feel that physical pain because of the work that you're doing, I do feel that. I do pick up on it, and there have been many occasions where, much like a mother or a father, I want to run to you and hold you and say, look, sorry you're feeling this pain, but at the same time, I also recognize holding the space for you to acknowledge that pain and for you to then learn how to dissolve that pain is a far greater gift. It's not easy on me. I hold that space always, You understand why I do that? If you hold us, we won't learn.
2: To allow me to learn what I'm supposed to learn and also to allow me space to just process what is happening within me. Yeah. If you were hemming in hot at me and telling me, oh, you did this wrong, you shouldn't have done that, if you were doing that, that would just be like, having somebody pass judgment all over again, and you're not doing that, which is wonderful. You will allow the process for us to learn.
1: Has that challenged anybody? Has the fact that I'm not spoon-feeding you answers pissed you off?
3: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) wow. No, I would say that if anything, it's just caused me to dig deeper and work harder. So that's always a good thing.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like your feedback on this. When we get into a binary way of thinking, good, bad, right, wrong, this way and only this way, what happens? Judge comes
2: forth. When my judge comes forth, I am not able to actually do anything. There's nothing inspiring for myself in having the judge come forth.
1: I told you that the only way you're going to learn anything and pay me what I'm worth is I'm going to put you all through immense Pain. How many classes would you have attended?
2: None. <laughs> none. <laughs> One or two. None. None.
1: So <laughs> I have a challenge for you then. Mm-hmm. As you unfold your learning, give yourself permission. If you feel up to it, I give myself permission to learn through joy. I give myself permission to let go of the need to experience pain. When I reflect back to that monk who was physically tortured for over a decade, daily, clearly he was able to let go of physical pain to learn.
3: That's an interesting angle.
1: We have been taught in our society, we've got that slogan, no pain, no gain. It's slick. It's true. There is truth in it. Everyone here probably could write a book about one or two painful events in their life and what that's taught them, right? Okay. Hopefully you're now all much grateful for those lessons versus, oh, crap, yep, that's there. <laughs> <laughs> part of this mission, part of this philosophy, and pay me what I'm worth as you get into the more spiritual side of it, is Marcia, you're a, a shining example of this. The level of joy I have witnessed in you. You were pretty joyful when you started team clarity. In fact, you kind of blew team clarity out of the water. They're like, is she for real? She's always laughing. She's always happy. Uh, She must be on something.
2: (laughs) I can imagine them thinking that. When it comes to joy, I really do want joy in my life. So it's something that's important to me. It doesn't matter what my situation is. There's nothing more wonderful than being able to feel joy. No matter what your circumstances are, no matter what my circumstances are, I I mean, it's a choice. And if I don't make that choice, I know what's going to happen to my day.
1: So, for example, even Rick, Rick, I would imagine there's been a time where you've totally racked yourself up surfing. I mean, you've really done a number on your body, and you're in extreme physical pain. However, it was a damn good wave. (laughs) Is that accurate?
0: All of us are beating ourselves up physically. I got hit by lightning and have been in constant pain for the last 10 years. We choose to accept or reject the pain that that we have in our lives. Is that what you're saying?
1: It's an awareness that... Okay, in tonight's lesson about more gratitude and more thankfulness and being aware of manipulation, if I'm doing a mind game with myself, if I'm manipulating my mind that I'm not feeling pain, it will only cause me to feel more pain. Right. At the same time, when I'm grateful for the pain and then I start getting curious, what sequence of events did I already do that inspired this painful moment in my life? What pieces of the puzzle did I already put in place? I did it. The sum of those pieces are my pain. I wonder what they were. And when I start exploring those pieces, I lose track. I actually lose track of the pain. Yeah.
3: This course has caused me to look at that stuff and go, okay, well, if I want to marry the woman of my dreams. I can't be in that state because I'm only going to attract women who are in pain as well and those relationships never flourish. So that's been the biggest challenge is accepting the patience that I have to have to find her. I would say that's been the biggest challenge is learning patience. The way that I've approached all of this growth is well, everything you've done before this has never worked. So how about you do this? and learn from people who it has worked for. And I'm adopting all of that now, and I am grateful. I am learning to be happy in my life. I'm learning to see the good in people instead of the crap I used to see. I'm learning to accept advice rather than reject it because I always felt like someone was trying to control me. I'm more open, a lot more open to to joy and happiness than I used to be. But it was only through clearing out all my shit that I got to that point.
1: Uh, good, good clarity there. Good clarity. Every one of you has experienced what Chris has experienced. Is that an accurate reflection? <laughs> 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 no. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. Have you noticed part of the container in which we came to class each night? We collectively created the space for a paradox each and every time.
3: True. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. yep. yep. Duality.
1: How has that been helpful or harmful to your journey?
3: Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> it's been really
4: helpful for my journey. Before I came to pay me what I'm worth, I had a few teachers. Yeah, that told me there's the yin and the yang. Hello. <laughs> there's contrast in life. It's an experience. The big question with all is, what am I going to choose because uh, so I'm in charge of all of it, what am I going to choose? And pay me what I'm worth, and these, the weekly paradox, <laughs> wow, some of them really, oh, I don't want to go there, <laughs> however, however, it's like, well, if I don't want to go there, which doubt, guilt, shame, or worry is that? <laughs> then, oh, wait, oh, wait a minute, oh, hold it, you said, David, you're not going there. And if you're not going there, how are you going to learn from that? Let's explore it. And then I ask the 90 questions.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and before I know it, the whole paradox starts to fall apart. I'm left at peace. I'm left with me. Mm. I'm left with my heart. The strangest thing what happens when I'm left with my heart and I'm at peace. The joy starts to bubble up. The enthusiasm starts to bubble up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, the good stuff starts to bubble up. So, David, you found out that my paradoxes are really my scrubbing bubbles.
5: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: It's kind of like the tide we use in our
1: mental laundry. Uh-huh. It's kind of like tide
4: on steroids.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, that wonderful detergent forgiveness combined with a paradox.
5: Whoa. <laughs>
0: The paradox has helped me reflect, am I balance, or is there something maybe I need to explore deeper? That's what it's done when I think I've, I've figured it all out.
3: The
1: reason why I ask if it's been harmful is because I am abundantly aware that at times that you've established a new threshold. That threshold is fresh, it's fragile, it's barely there, it's beginning to coagulate. There's a, a sense of, ah, there, yeah, there's some clarity around that new perspective. And then I come in with a bowling ball and go, Kush! <laughs> and I realize that that fresh perspective might go, huh? <laughs> so I can see how it is harmful, but I risk it. Any ideas why I risk it?
0: Help us see another side of ourselves. Mm-hmm.
4: Help us develop more independence.
1: Bingo. Yeah. More self-reliance. Interdependence versus independence. Right. In the Western model, we have this whole notion that independence is king. Independence is something to be strived for. I'm completely independent. And I'm like, really? How do you make water? Will you show me how you make water? Because I've yet to figure out how to make water. (laughs) <laughs> and as soon as you show me how you make water, show me how you make dirt from nothing, because I haven't figured out how to do that either.
2: We are all so also connected that we are interdependent with each other, definitely. I love being connected, knowing how connected I am to everything and everyone.
1: What has Team Seekers brought to your table that really surprised you?
3: Well, I finally know what real camaraderie is. I finally know what real teamwork is all about, including teaching classes and creating income for myself and everyone involved. That's how it should be with any venture it is exactly how it is here. There's no bullshit with you, Soul. None. No hidden bells and whistles. Everything's up front. Everything's honest and real. That's the kind of team I want to be on because that's the way I am. So I feel like I fit here. And it feels so damn good to know that people truly care about me here and my success and my happiness. So that's been really cool. Thank you.
1: No, Mahalo, Chris.
2: Team Seekers has amazed me throughout the whole journey. I'm just so grateful that we all stuck through it. <laughs> I do have that feeling like I am a mom. Of everyone, <laughs> of all my students, I can't help it. So
1: <laughs> no, I, that's I, I'm isn't? right there with you. Right there with you.
2: So family. It, it's brought a, a family to me. We've become family, and I so appreciate that.
1: And just like every family, there's those who are really involved, and there are those that you get the occasional holiday card from, <laughs> and then there are those that you only see at funerals and weddings. There's the whole continuum there. Those <laughs> <laughs> no, that never write, you know.
4: <laughs> What's really been profound for me, and it was one of the things that actually created some of the change that I've taken in this last year, I realized what it means to be a part of Class, where everybody is the teacher and everybody is the learner and that I have something deep and meaningful to learn from every single one of you and what I learn is probably going to surprise me and what I change is really going to surprise me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. I experienced real education for the first time. When Marcia said, take a class, I'm like, oh, no, the analyzer popped in. There's work and assignments. Do I have to turn in stuff? Do I get a grade? Is there a teacher going to be like, Kareem, where's your essay? I see you cited Wikipedia. I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And for once, it was a class where I could actually have fun with it as opposed to rush to get an assignment. And Oh, I got to do worth passports. Oh, my God, I got to... Doing next exercise. No, it wasn't like that. I was like, "Oh, time and this looks like it could be fun. I have some spare time today. Let's see what I can learn from this." I wish other classes were taught like that, but I don't see the education system
1: turning anytime soon. Well, you now have that option in your classes to replicate that process.
5: Well, neither of us have been in a group that has accepted us for a long time. We don't have that many friends. I don't know if it's that we don't get along with them or they probably just can't hang with our certain integrity that we hold people to. (laughs) (laughs) These guys didn't care. Everybody put up with us all year long, and we were just basically ourselves. So that was one thing I got out of it. It's just been a new and a different kind of learning experience for me, for sure. And I've met a lot of nice people. And like Cheryl said, people accept you for who you are and the way you are. I've never been part of a big group either that really accepted me. go to work and people are nice, but it's like I have more acquaintances than I do friends, like social meetup groups I belong to too. But it's just like people are more acquaintances more than anything. I don't have a lot of, like, friends either, like Cheryl with Sharon.
3: And
1: have we helped build that circle of friends for
5: you? Uh, Yes, definitely.
1: So the ripple has begun. Yum! Yes. (laughs) Thank you for that, Cindy, because part of our journey we also need to remember, we had a few participants who, well, they're here as far as the team roster. We must remember, Shirley began this journey with us. So did Manita. And Doug, right? Yes. One of the most valuable things that I hold dear is the wisdom of knowing my limitations. I am so happy when people recognize, yes, I could force myself to do this, but this isn't going to work if I force myself to do it. And for Manita and Doug, possibly Carl. Remember one of the first agreements we had in our book, if it doesn't feel right, Stop. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Yep. What did you think when you read that? Did you really think I meant it?
2: In some ways, yes. I believe that you meant it because we were going through mental laundry during that time when we spoke about that. So if it was something that was too painful, then, yeah, stop it because it's not helping at that point. Right, it becomes more negative that way, Like I guess what you're saying, huh, Marcia? You can only process so much pain at a time, right? So it's better to take it through steps if you have to actually take a look at something sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Part of that beginning of the book, I I tell you about reading the appendix, which is after the conclusion, which you're about to read, or if you've already read it. Part of that appendix is some very clear guidelines around, if this isn't working for you, stop. Mm -hmm. If you need help, get it. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. Once again, I want to make sure it's abundantly clear this journey is 100% yours. Now that you've been on this journey, where have I failed in making it just your journey?
3: You haven't?
2: My own journey, for sure.
3: Right. Than mine.
2: Yes, it has been our own journey.
5: I agree. I think you made it a point to everybody that it's their own journey all the way along, and you never put your own, subjected us to your own opinions all the time. You have to think this way. No, nope. hell no. That's the way I talk. Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> <I'm using it>. are <laughs> uh, talking about? you. <laughs> Could <laughs> be a word that's even in your name around Soul Dancer Failure. No, no way, no fails, no fails.
1: Well, you're no, all being over. very kind. Should a failure crop up at any point in time, I want your agreement that you will tell me. Yeah.
2: Oh sure, absolutely.
1: You're, you'll be the first one to hear it.
5: We won't let you get away with anything. <laughs> we
3: <Woo-hoo! laughs>
1: Well, I am delighted that Team Seekers is going to keep me on the straight and narrow. (laughs) As we wrap up this class, I want to thank you for taking a journey with Team Seekers. And once again, I encourage you to go back and listen to dozens of different classes. I invite you to just taste test what Team Seekers have experienced over the past year. By listening to these shows, I guarantee you a couple of hearty laughs, if not a couple of interesting ahas. With sincere gratitude, I bow to Team Seekers. We have witnessed an extraordinary journey with Bridgetta, Carl, Cheryl, Chris, Cindy, David, Doug, Kareem, Manita, Rick, Shirley, Tonya, all wonderfully guided by the skillful hands of our Team Captain Marcia Sortino. As we take stock in Team Seekers, whose age span ranged between the late 20s to the early 70s, the diversity of perspectives, insight, and wisdom is what helped co-create an extraordinary adventure. I look forward to listening to these classes over and over again because I learned something from them. As we wrap up, I want to make sure you know that Marsha starts new classes all the time. Now that you've had a taste of what it's like to be in class, I encourage you to contact Marsha as soon as possible. Mahalo nui loa, which means thank you very much once again for joining us on Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. You're listening to Soul, the author of Pay Me What I'm Worth,